make sure you check out the brand new re-release of Get Scared podcast on all podcast apps. It's scary stories that are told to you by me, written by some of the most amazing authors you've never heard of. So head on over, check out Get Scared podcast from the Just What I Needed Network. Oddity Files is brought to you by the Just What I Needed Network. Check it out. All kinds of good stuff that might be just what you needed. Oddity Files. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. our listeners. Welcome back, motherfuckers. We're so happy that you're here with us to spend some time talking about the paranormal. And that's what we do. We're Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. And we're here to rock your world. Well... (laughs) Not really. I feel like I've but, I've never been greeted by like any friend being like, "What's up, motherfucker?" <laughs> like I feel like that's... the only way I'm going to greet you if I ever get to see your face in person again. <laughs> yep, it's such a 2020 greeting. I feel like that's. I think I'm going to go into 2021 a changed man, and every time I see someone in person, I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, motherfucker?" <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so did you notice the new decor in the podcast dungeon here, Nick? Um, you mean that bomb ass uh, neon sign in the background? I it was on clearance. It's a Halloween decoration, not yeah, for ow. me. It's my everyday decoration. That's a hell. I would love to get like a neon skull or something to put down here. I'm sure that shit's around. Oh, I'm sure it is. This Hall- is Halloween something- decorations. Are like flying right now. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. This has been advertising on my Facebook. It, it's called Grandin Road, and they have the most amazing Halloween decorations. They have a crystal ball, and it like plays stuff, and things pop out. But I wanted all the stuff and all the things, and then they finally offered a discount code. And what do I buy? The fucking neon sign. I'm so close to putting it in my window. 365 days a year. Hey, well, that's the thing. You you have it in your podcast dungeon, and then post Halloween, you move that shit to the front window of your house, and then anyone drives by, and they're like, "Hey, is this a palm reader?" And you're like, "Yeah, three thousand dollars, please." Three million dollars, <laughs> and it's got another setting where the hand just kind of flickers, like it's starting to go out. Get out of here! Amazing. Yeah. God, I love Halloween decorations. I just like neon shit. Like I try, I've tried. I need some. I'm like looking. Around. I need some neon. I got a lot of. Oh, orange it's not in real here. neon. It's plastic, and I think LED. Get out. Yeah. Oh, man, That's, I need. I just need it. Yeah, I try to do the neon sign new thing. World. <laughs> Sorry. They make a Bigfoot one. Be like, hey, can I make requests? Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody make that. And be our sponsors, and I will put it in every room of my house. Yeah, I would legit, if someone made a, like a Bigfoot neon sign, and then when it was on, it was like two positions, so it would light up where like the hands were moving and the feet were walking. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah. I love we're both doing the robot we dance as we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually, so my 
my decor, as you can see, I go, I go overboard. I go ham, like the kids say. Um, and so going up my stairs, I have this collection of, they're mostly vintage hand-painted signs. One of them is just like somebody found on the side of the road, put in an antique shop, and it says, no fishing. And one of them is say, uh, says, no smoking or drinks on this ride. But they're all legit, like they were hung somewhere and they were all hand painted except for one the one that says bigfoot crossing on it <laughs> that was a screen print or something but it's still in that goddamn collection i'm telling you oh it's uh, you know what as long as it's there that's what matters most here and yeah, uh, i can put bigfoot in any decor is what i'm trying to say yeah i'm you know it's funny like every time i try to like every week when i'm, I'm trying to sit down and, like research an episode and stuff i'm just like Yowie. They're like, ah, that's, that's just basically Bigfoot. And I'm like, mm, Skunk Ape would be a good one. And I'm like, fuck, no, god damn it. That's just also Bigfoot. I can't keep doing Bigfoot episodes. But it's Florida's Bigfoot, and it isn't more Nick than that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like every time. Meanwhile, I'm like i staring at my Bigfoot shrine in front of me, and I'm just like, man, I don't want to turn this into the Bigfoot cast, you know? I have this amazing print that I can't make work in this room. I could. There is no Bigfoot in this room. I just said that out loud. But it's Chewbacca in the Bigfoot pose with like camouflage behind him. I'll have to sh- take a picture of it. And I feel send it like to you. I might have that somewhere in here. I have. There, uh, there are a couple things. I have a. Um, there are a couple like Bigfoot posters and stuff that are scattered everywhere yeah Did but I just, you make star wars with bigfoot and i'm fucking especially chewbacca that's why i love chewbacca so much oh he's basically a space bigfoot yeah that's all that is but yeah i don't even know he's a space bigfoot <laughs> that's the name of this episode my friends it just <laughs> happened oh shit. so early on um, it's always so early i love it so have you been to the grocery store lately, Nick? I went today, actually. Does your grocery store have this collection of amazing magazines, such as World's Scariest Places, or Truth Behind the Legends and Lore of Witches, or Fucking Ghost Hunting with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry? Uh, I, I mean, I live in Middle Tennessee. Odds are uh, that shit's probably burning somewhere. <laughs> In a field outside of a church. (laughs) Well, I am in the most liberal little dot of this state. Yep. So my, you know, homegrown organic grocery store was carrying those. I can probably go to like the Books a Million and find, because they have like a little horror magazine, like Fangoria section that has all like the the crazy Mm. paranormal magazines and stuff, but probably not at the Kroger. I probably (laughs) wouldn't find it at the Kroger. Somebody, it was Heather, my co-host on Miss Murder, she sent me a picture of her grocery store that had it, and it's Heb in Texas. So that's a pretty big, check next time. It's it's near the cash registers, instead of like People and the Inquirer, you get this stuff. Maybe maybe with Halloween, they might. I think the the odds are high, because it's like... Maybe not witches. Yeah, I mean, Halloween's kind of become like a less liberal thing and has been more like okay we'll give you this one month to like do your devil shit <laughs> to be weird thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like it's become that where 
I think I think like churches and stuff just kind of like realize that they they can't like they did the whole the hell houses and stuff. But then like when horror fans discovered like the hell houses they were all lining up to do them and then churches were like all right we give up like just have this yep. like take your holiday yep. do your devil shit and just leave do us out your devil shit <laughs> a friend of mine actually um he's here in seymour indiana and he owns indiana scariest haunted house and it's fucking terrifying and once i realized because i went a couple times as a kid but once i became you know not so scared of the scary. Everybody's heard this story. Anyway, I started going to the haunted attractions. And they're fucking amazing. So I'm giving a shout out to Fear Fair, Indiana's scariest haunted house. When you get there, tell Brett and Becky that Kitsy and Nick sent you. It's a full, well, probably not this year, but it's full contact. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, like I, I worked there a couple years. It's actually how I met Clayton. He was working there as a kid, and I was a grown-up, but um, my kids have worked there. Chris has worked lines. It was it was a fun time in our lives. Now I don't have any fucking time for it. <laughs> oh, that sounds so fun. Well, yeah, and the pandemic, but, like, yeah, I mean, 2020 is a haunted house. But, I, I mean, I think I, 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 back when we were, like, doing travel and stuff, go, you know, especially in October, we you know, that's, like, when we travel the most, and it was, like, doing these haunted houses and stuff. And finding the full context shit, and that is so much fun. Like, and people think that people run out and great. It's like not even they don't shake you and throw you against a wall. It's like even just like the tickle of your head, you just, know, like just like touch the nape of your neck, and you're like, yeah. oh motherfucker, no. Yep, <laughs> it just goes the extra mile. It's uh, yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah, if you haven't done any, well, I mean, I don't recommend it now, but if you haven't done full contact haunted houses, I highly recommend it. Not those crazy ones that make you like eat poop and stuff but like Ugh. Yeah. those are real yeah there's one in tennessee it's um oh my god what are they called what kind of poop is it is it human poop oh my god no it's, well, i just threw up my mouth a little bit yeah it's you you haven't heard of that you ever heard of that no oh my god what is it no. called uh it's maybe it's just called like extreme haunted houses or something there's a name for it and I'm struggling, but it's called McCamey Manor, and it's in Tennessee. And basically, it's free. You just have to donate dog food, and you it's like if you if you make it all the way through, you win like a thousand dollars or something. But the goal oh, is okay. it's like a nine hour thing of like But are these urban legends or are these real? Have you seen this building? Because there's allegedly one in Indiana that if you make it to the 13th floor, you win a million dollars. Are they real or are they urban legends? This one is very real. There's actually a Netflix show, an amazing Netflix show about he's he's a New Zealander and he hosts it and he goes to all like the most um, it's called Dark Tourist. And he goes to all oh, these like okay. yeah the final the the final episode of Dark Tourist he does McCamey Manor in Tennessee and he's like this is by oh, far wow. the most like fucked up thing I've ever done. Oh, I it's, couldn't do the poop. Thank God you warned me. Oh, it's like people are like beating you, like spitting in your face, like tr- like oh. waterboarding you. It's not even scary. Yeah, so that's it's just not torture. happening this year, is what you're saying. <laughs> with the pandemic. Okay. We're living it. We know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So quick question, since, you know, this is we're officially in October and what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid, Nick? 
Oh my god, my favorite Halloween costume as a kid. The one, like, if you if you ask me, and like, the first thing that comes to my mind is my mom made me a costume when I was really little. There's this movie, and I have an action figure over there somewhere. It's too far to grab, but it's a move, an old movie in the 90s called Warriors of Virtue about these kangaroo ninjas. Um, Get out. It's, it's you like, and your obscure art house <laughs> garbage. It's uh, it's it's crazy. But my mom, like they, the way they dressed was super cool. And my mom made me this whole costume and like made my face up to look like the kangaroos. And I had this like Aww. ninja costume on. And that's to me the one that like has stuck with me forever. I think like that immediately that. first one that pops in my mind was that one. That's perfect. That is the nickest thing you could have said. <laughs> Well, speaking of all this spooky stuff, I have a huge announcement that I'm very excited about. Get Scared, the podcast, has relaunched this week. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I kept promising people that it would launch again in September, and I was this close. For those of you that can't see this video, my fingers are very close together to saying, fuck it. And my friend Jana came through. And she is officially the producer of Get Scared Podcast. And its first episode, when first relaunched episode, went up this week. And we're an Hell episode yeah. ahead. I don't even know who I am anymore. Look at that. <laughs> Dominating the podcast game. Trying, trying. Um, when the pandemic hit, it kind of went by the wayside because I felt like I had to keep our Oddity Files fans entertained. So I was dropping two episodes a week. And that's how... You ended up on this podcast. You were one of my interviews. And I'm like, hey, you want to do this a little more? And you're like, I'll give it a couple weeks and let you know. By the way, guys, he still hasn't let me know. So we're still awaiting that response. <laughs> For a new uh, Patreon level, you can find out. <laughs> yes. Patreon.com slash oddity file. You get, you get his personal phone number and you can text him and say, are you sticking around or are you? Just DM, DM him on Facebook. He's not yeah. checking Facebook anyway. So no. go to my spam folder. Ha! Um, speaking of the Patreon, one last announcement. And, and I'm looking for your opinion, Nick. This is the Patreon exclusive shirt. I'm thinking about making it available to everyone. So it's it's some trees, pretty oh. trees. And at the bottom, oh, wrong side, it says, Dover, come for the demon. And it's a little Dover demon. I love that. Big tree fan. I'm a big tree fan. So you put trees on a shirt. That's like, uh, that's, how you, that's how you reel me in. Well, here's the thing. I thought the hipsters would love, I mean, millennials, whatever you guys want to be called right now, would love the trees as well. I'm here for the trees. And here's the deal, people. I'll post a picture of this on the Instagram. And this is like from far away. Nobody knows you're talking about a fucking Dover demon on this shirt. But they get up close and they're like, oh, what's that little head? So you could wear the shit to the office. Just saying. Yep. Yeah, and then have a great story to tell, too. It's like, what, what are you wearing? You're like, well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about the Dover Demon. Do you have 15 minutes? <laughs> so you like it, so I should make it available to all the, all the peeps? I would say, I would say yes. I think that's great. Yay, thank you. I was pretty proud of this one. You should it's, be. I just, I don't know if Dover has this many trees or not, but I was kind of going for a, like, you know, one of those travel billboards you see on the road that just says Michigan or Tennessee or something like that. Yep. Awesome. 
I have paranormal news. Are you ready? Oh, yes. So the headline is, well, let's see when this came out. I, I just found it today. And I think it was, oh, September 28th. So that's yesterday when we're recording. It says, possible UFOs caught on video in Fall River, Wareham, and Fairhaven. Words are hard. Hmm. Speaking of Massachusetts and their demon. Last night, I had an out-of-this-world experience when I looked up into the sky and saw something I couldn't explain. My fiancé, Ross, and I... This is from WBSM. Uh, my fiancé, Ross, and I were leaving Barrett's Ale House Sunday evening around 7.30 p.m. when we spotted red orbs in the sky that were suspended high in the atmosphere. We stared in disbelief, trying to make sense of what we were looking at. I quickly took out my phone and began recording. And I'll send this to you, Nick, and you guys will see the video on the Instagram stories. As you can see in the video, the orbs seem to be traveling together in a similar pattern. At first, I thought they might be lights shining from the electrical poles that are next to the waterfront, but these orbs were clearly high above the power lines, giving off a steady glow of light. Could it be helicopters? Her fiancé questioned, or his, I'm not sure. But there were no flashing lights that are typically visible at night on a helicopter or airplane. Well, there are flashing lights yeah. on airplanes. It, when the, the towers um, that look like they don't have a body and they're just like a floating light, like those exist. I see one every night. <laughs> I, same. <laughs> Okay, so that's debunked, but I'll still post the video. How is she, why would she even say that? Or he, I'm not sure. Oh, Maddie Levine is her name. Um, so I'll still post the video. You guys see, she goes on to say, could it be drones? And then she's like, well, drones lights aren't that bright. So it's pretty much commentary and not, it's paranormal commentary, not paranormal in the news. From 1420 WBSM. I bet Man. Dick Christian works there. Oh, you rock in the right. midnights. <laughs> Dick Christian definitely <laughs> works there. Dick Christian's waiting in like a coffin to pop out and be like, it's October 1st. Dick Christian here. We're going to report live from the scene. <laughs> yes. Please and thank you. Oh my God. That's amazing. I guess uh, I should tell a fucking story, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You probably should. It's my turn to go first, right? Yeah, um,. Yes. Yes, because I ended with the Golden Girls last week, right? My story was so short that, like, I don't even, I blacked out. <laughs> Did you know when I was looking for pictures of these these Golden Girls to put on the Instagram story, I found out that there was a play about them in Kentucky? Like a real play? Like a real play. It's in the, the Facebook fan group. So, yeah, I'll find that link and I'll send it to you. That's amazing. Oh, that's probably what I should do is talk about the Facebook fan group and our other social media. Oh, yeah, we, have, we haven't plugged anything. You guys, we're just here having a great time with y'all that are listening and our BFFs who just listen to us talk because we can't stop. Anyway, um, Nick, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the TikTok, if it still stands. It's still there at Oddity Files. At Oddity Files. And we have a Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash Oddity Files. We also have a fan group. Uh, which is just Oddity Files fan group. And last week, Marjorie and I made The Odd Coven, which is a new Facebook group where it's all about witchy stuff. So it's the same as our Facebook uh, fan group for Oddity Files. You just join and, and you're accepted. But we have a contest going on on the Oddity Files fan group that 
I will have an, an, a winner will be contacted before this episode even goes up because it's almost October. So somebody won a video of a tarot card reading from yours truly. So congratulations, insert name here. Okay, guys, we've got a virtual live podcast coming up. It's not on our Facebook. It's not on our website. It is brought to you by the JCPL, which is the Johnson County Public Library in Indiana. It's going to be October 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash oddityfiles. Click on our events. It's right there. Super easy. It's the only thing we've got going on right now. So hopefully you'll be able to join us live. You'll click the link in the event and then you'll just say that you're planning to go. It helps out the library. It helps out us. You guys are the best. Love ya. (laughs) We also have a rate and review contest. So, but you know, it's kind of going by the wayside. Nobody's writing and reviewing anymore. So I think this was the last month for this contest. That's gone. We're moving on. God damn it, people. Just rate and review because you like us. Thank you. <laughs> now on with my story. I had to pull the mommy voice out. I'm so sorry. No one was ready for it. Nobody. They're ready for the motherfuckers, but my mommy voice still scares you. <laughs> okay. So my story is the Tatum haunting. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, well, that's because you're so young. So I've been binging the hell out of some unsolved mysteries as of late. It's totally free with commercials on Amazon Prime. So the story I'm about to tell you took place in the late 80s, and I can't seem to find any other information on it. So here's my recap of this segment of Unsolved Mysteries, Season 1, Episode 14 of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I proofread this. <laughs> Strap in, guys. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> and in my best Robert Stack voice... See, I wasn't supposed to read that. And that story goes a little something <laughs> like this. In a quiet suburb near Atlanta, Georgia, Jim and Kay Tatum built a brand new home with plans to retire. But in January of 1986, five months after they moved in, the Tatums began to experience a series of incidents that would ultimately force them to put their house up for sale. Oh, shit. It started one night when Kay Tatum couldn't sleep. She said she sensed a strange presence in the hall outside her bedroom. When she got up to investigate, Kay caught a glimpse of a man walking past her open door. And it's really cute watching the Unsolved Mysteries because they didn't hire actors for the reenactments. They had the people it happened to act out the reenactments. I fucking love this show so much. Okay, the 80s were a grand, grand time. So... (laughs) The couple's probably in their mid to upper 60s, Kay with her freshly permed hair and James all stoic during the interviews, just like the retired army officer he was. What Kay said about the apparition she saw was, and I quote via Unsolved Mysteries, it was definitely a man and he was swinging his arms lightly and his head was slightly bent. He walked briskly past me. At first, I thought it was my husband. And I went into the bedroom, and there my husband was in bed, 
so I thought we had a burglar. She sent Jim to search the house, so he pulls out his pistol, ready to use it, but couldn't find the man Kay saw anywhere inside or outside the house. He said, and I quote, there was no evidence of any entry or of anyone having been in the house, so I thought perhaps Kay had just been using her overactive imagination. Aww. Damn. This left Kay totally freaked the fuck out. Uh, yeah. She, she knew what she had seen and she couldn't sleep. So she's replaying what had happened over and over again in her head and then it hit her. The man she saw didn't make a sound when he walked. No footsteps, no clothing swishing, nothing. And st- it still was haunting her the next morning. But nothing happened for nearly two months. Then one night, Jim was working upstairs on the house, securing the attic ladder with a drill. He stopped when Kay called him down for dinner. Oh, the retired life. <laughs> Me and Chris yell at, do you want Mexican or do you want to order pizza? <laughs> and as usual, he made sure to unplug his drill. As the evening wore on, Jim decided to watch a movie while Kay went upstairs and read. Just chilling in her bedroom reading what I can only imagine was a Harlequin romance book because this is all I picture ladies reading in the 80s while I was reading Judy Bloom. Um, she hears the drill go off in the hallway just down from her bedroom. And she, of course, thinks Jim is just up to shenanigans by trying to scare her. Apparently, Jim had been razzing Kay about her ghost sighting. Girl. Same. Has been what? Razzing her about her ghost sighting. Okay. It was like razzing. Yeah. Razzing. Oh, that's like a, a Bill Cosby word. Um, Giving her a hard time about her ghost sighting. Perfect. I'm, we're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yay. Um, as she walks out to where the drill is to catch him, no one's there. The drill is still unplugged. And let me tell you something about drills in the 80s, kids. Not only were they terrifying, but everything was made out of metal. So that shit would heat up. Even the cord would get hot if somebody used it. So it's like all this metal against metal. Even the exterior. Like, they showed this and I'm like, my dad had that drill. The cord is like this big around. Nobody even knows what a corded drill is anymore. God. <laughs> Every part of me is like, don't make this dirty. Don't make this dirty. God damn it. Don't make it dirty. <laughs> damn it. Make it dirty, Nick. <laughs> I just feel like that's how an 80s stand-up comic would, would like hit the stage and be like, let me tell you about drills in the 80s. Have you ever had a corded <laughs> drill before? Hmm? I don't know. Now, you know the listeners come for you to make it dirty. So <laughs> always feel free to take it there. Okay, oh. so, and it would get hot like that, like the se- if you used it for like three seconds. And when she touched the drill, it was cold. So it obviously <laughs> had not been in. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God, now all I see is dirty written down. Heat that drill up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, so, I, 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 cold, I really tried. The cold drilling. I really no. tried. I did. Well, see, here's the deal. I don't, apparently it's me, 
but I don't realize it until you call me out. Every time, because it's like not even a, a subtle hint, like. And there was this drill. It's like you talk about the drill, and then you're like, and it was For cold. But she had to heat that drill up because it was cold. So when she, when her hot, when her hot hands touched the cold drill, it got hot. And then it was a hot drill, and he was like, "What do I do with this drill?" And she's like, "I'll show you what you could do with that drill." <laughs> it's all you. I'm just sitting here. I'm just on the wayside watching. Yep. Yep. No, it's totally my fault. Kitsy always makes it dirty. She just doesn't even know it. Okay. All right, I'm good. Back to this drill that the drill hadn't been used since Jim unplugged it. It just gets worse, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And her quote was, I was really frightened. I reached down and felt on it, and it was ice cold. It had not been turned on. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I see now. Okay, this is serious haunting, people. I gotta take my damn sweater off. Shit. (laughs) Kay seems to be the target of the activity. Not long after... She was up in her bedroom by herself, and she heard change dropping into her change bowl on a dresser. And another night, she's cooking dinner alone in the kitchen, and she feels two distinct tugs on her shirt. And she's like, nope. She said, and I quote, after that incident, I decided we had a problem in this house. There was something going on. It wasn't something that we could understand or explain, but there was something definitely going on, end quote. Either Jimmy is one stealthy fucker or there's something otherworldly going on here. But Jim claims it's not him, and he can tell his wife is terrified. So the couple calls in parapsychologist William Roll. Rolling with Manomies <laughs> named Norm. He hasn't had enough in this episode yet. So when I saw the rolling with, I thought rolling with my homies. If you have to explain your joke, Kitsy, it's not funny. Anyway, Dr. Roll believes that memories can actually be transferred to physical objects. These residual memories can be triggered by ordinary people. And this is when I got shitty. Sorry. Robert Stack, rest in peace. Okay, Dr. Stro- slow your roll here, okay? Memories, I think you mean energy, but this is the 80s, so I'll let it slide. We all know he thought he was going to be the next Ghostbuster, so apparently that never happened. Okay, after Dr. Roll had his visit, Jim gets his turn. It started with a small bell. An early riser, Jim always got up hours before Kay. When Kay woke up, she would ring the bell if she needed anything upstairs. One day, Jim heard what he assumed was Kay ringing the bell. Jim said, I'd grown used to climbing the stairs after hearing the bell, and so I did so. And it wasn't Kay. She was asleep. So I went in and looked at the bell, and it was there. I obviously heard something else other than the bell, was his quote. After the third time this happened, 
The Tatums decided to have Kay ring the bell three times if she needed Jim. So this is happening, like, all the time. So if it rings three times, then it's absolutely her, not whatever shenanigans are going on in this house. Um, one morning, Jim hears three rings. He said, it rang three times. I knew this was Kay because this was our signal, but Kay was sound asleep. And the bell was in the other bedroom where it stays. I went in and looked at it, turned around, walked out the door, and the thing rang again. So I began to see how Kay felt. It was frightening. My hair stood up on my neck. I told Kay then, no more bell. I'm not going to answer that bell anymore. And that bell has not rung since. And poor Jim was shooketh to the choreth. Yes, I said it again. (laughs) (laughs) But really, he even seemed scared in the interview. Like this army retired, I'm sure, officer at this point. Like he... It was crazy. He wasn't scared like cowering in a corner, but scared like I get when I'm investigating oddity files. I get like defensive scared. I'm like, motherfuckers, back off. You know, Uh, he sat straight up and said, I'm not going to answer that bell anymore. Poor Jimmy. The Tatums ended up moving out of the house and putting it up for sale. And I know you're thinking, oh, come on, a shirt tug, one apparition and a bell, buck up buttercup. But this was the 80s when the Warrens were paranormal royalty. And the only thing people knew about were the demons that they were fed in the movies, in the books like Amityville Horror. I will say Unsolved Mysteries never said the word demon, Satan, anything. They brought up poltergeist, but that was it. Here today, I have a bottle of perfume fall off a shelf, and instead of trying to debunk it, I try and figure out which one of my spirits did it. Lulz. (laughs) So, speaking of which, next week on the Patreon... I find out who knocked the bottle of perfume off of my shelf. I do a little session with one of the haunted dolls. And my sources were Unsolved Mysteries Season 1, Episode 14. And if you go to unsolved.com, they have the whole fucking transcript of each little segment. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is crafty. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Made my job easier. Paste and cut those quotes. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. That's uh, that's really cool that they do that because, I mean, for a show that is investigative, it, it yeah. just makes the most sense because they're like case files and they can invite the viewer in the field that they're a part of it and yada, yada, yada. Very cool. Obsessed is an understatement. I hope season two is free, too. <laughs> I think, how many seasons were there? I don't know. Well, Robert Stack died and then Dennis Ferreira, I think it was, took over. And then you have the brand new season out on Netflix, as well. So it's still going. Yeah, it's still a thing. Didn't did Alec Baldwin take over at one point, or one of the Baldwin brothers, or Dean Kane, or whatever his name is? Dean Kane was Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's what it is. Yeah, so good. And it was also like the guy who was on Star Trek: Next Generation did a season or two with that as well. And now you got the Bruce Campbell. That's right. He's doing those now. He doing those. I don't he think I've doing seen it. Any. I haven't seen any of those yet. No. It's not the same vibe. It's 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 like Bruce in the warehouse, and then it's a lot of where it's you know a lot of footage taken of whoever you know does this thing. It's not like little 
reenactments or anything like that like it used to be. Uh, okay. That still sounds yeah. fun. I feel like I can have fun with it. It is very fun. Yeah. That's all I want. It's I just want to have fun. Now. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. Have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code oddityfiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code oddityfiles. Check it out. Oh, Lordy. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm glad I timed a haunting story uh, because 
we got a double haunting story today, so that's good. Yes. Well, it is October, Nick. It's time. Spooky season. I yes. I am ready. All right. Might as well jump into this. Do it. So this uh, specifically, this story. Sometimes I go to do research and stuff, and there's just like there's only this much research. Like there's just not yeah. a lot, and so it's really a game of finding like the best place it's been compiled. And sometimes it doesn't even make sense to write. I'm just pulling this from a website called burrowsofthedead.com. Yeah, and sometimes they write it so beautifully, it's like, I couldn't even done it that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll add some some commentary. So this specific story takes place, uh, actually, Burrows of the Dead is actually the place that you can take tours of this specific haunted area. Oh, sweet. Did not realize that. They're doing virtual ghost tours uh, for Halloween this year. So... I need to do a virtual ghost tour. I don't know. I want know. to go to there. <laughs> I want to go to there. <laughs> this story takes place in New York on uh, 14 West 10th Street, located between 5th and 6th Avenues on one of the village's most picturesque blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. It is perhaps no wonder then <laughs> that it's incredibly haunted. Yes. Which is always a good place to start. Uh, there's a lot of history about this place, specifically uh, that Mark Twain lived at this address from 1900 to 1901. Mm-hmm. And if you visit this specific location, you will see a small bronze plaque in his honor. The beautiful <laughs> 1830s townhome already had a reputation for being haunted at the time he moved in. So Twain was a skeptic who mocked the idea of ghosts and refused to believe in the unexplained, which is surprising for being an author to not be open to that kind of stuff. Right, right. Super weird. Um, He even expressed his disbelief in a short story appropriately called A Ghost Story, in which a ghost haunted his own fake corpse. Uh, Even the sight of a truly unexplained phenomena couldn't shake Twain's skepticism. One night, he saw a piece of kindling wood moving by itself near the fireplace. He grabbed a pistol and shot at it. Yes! Like, that's the thing you do? Like, okay. You know, maybe he's just sick of it floating, and he's like, he's trying to just shoot down the, the wood. Yeah. Uh, but what's crazy is that the kindling, after he shot at it, fell to the floor, where Twain saw a few drops of blood. No. No, no intruders, human or animal, were ever found to explain the event. Though Twain sniffed, he was sure it was a rat, and still refused to believe that what he had seen sprung from supernatural sources. Uh, I like the way he's trying to debunk it, but we, we as Oddity Files, know he's just scurred. Yeah. He's, Mark Twain <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> it's like one of the only Show me a rat corpse and I might believe you. Yeah, sh- show me the body. <laughs> These days, Twain's ghost is said to appear to current residents of 14 West 10th Street on the first floor and at the lower level landing of the staircase. Which is ironic as fuck. No! (laughs) Yep. Some say the house is haunted by no fewer than 22 spirits. The ghosts of people who formerly lived and died in the house. Perhaps Twain does take his place among the cavalcade of shades, or perhaps it is merely wishful thinking on the part of those who spot the spirit. After all, who doesn't love a good celebrity ghost? (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) I want to meet the ghost of Elvis. I mean, don't you? Celebrity ghosts. Like, I want that (laughs) reality show. Oh. 
ghost hunting celebrity ghost. You're a genius. A genius, I tell you. Never been done. No. <laughs> Maybe. Not I don't know. at all. I think Zach Baggins thinks he got an EVP from River Phoenix from the bar where he died. Oh. Allegedly. You don't know. But people swear that it was his voice. He's getting the celebrity shit, but he also knows how to ride that wave. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he knows. is a marketing genius. That's what it's about. <laughs> that's from the oh, earliest yeah. stories of the paranormal. It's all about how you market and sell your industry. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm selling it's not scary. That's why I'm not going anywhere with it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, everyone just wants to be friends. (laughs) Yeah, everybody just wants to tell you their story. It's magical and it's wonderful. And they're like, um, Zach Baggins. Death and demons and River Phoenix's voice on EVP. Uh, One former resident who attested to Twain's presence at the townhouse was Jan Bryant Bartell. Bartell was an actress and writer who discovered she had a touch of the second sight when she moved into the neighborhood. She began to see and experience different psychic phenomena when she moved into the house next door, 16 West 10th Street. Hearing noises, seeing visions, and generally feeling oppressed by dread and foreboding. She ended up moving next door to number 14 but still Mm. felt the presence of ghosts, including a very strong feeling that Twain was still there. One day, she inquired of the superintendent if he had ever noticed anything strange in the building. The super says, quote, the super before me, he had some stories to tell, end quote. Jan responds, what kind of stories? The super says, about that fella Clemens. And Jan says... Has he been seen here? Superintendent continues saying, yes, ma'am, twice that I know and by two different folks on the ground floor back in the 1930s. A mother and daughter, a young widow woman were sharing the apartment. The mother, she comes into the living room one evening before the lamps are lit and she sees a man with white hair, wild-like. He's sitting in a chair looking out the window and she says, who are you and what are you doing here? And he says, my name is Clemens, and I got problems here I got to settle. Ooh. Got some shit to take care of. Yeah, get it done, boy. (laughs) Well, did she ask what he needed to get done? Because now I want to know. That's what I, like, that's my thing. Is like, if you are, I don't want to say conscious, because conscious isn't isn't the right way to describe a, a spirit, I guess, but like, if you are there to speak and connect with somebody to go as far as saying, I got problems here, I got to settle. Why can you not further take that a, st- a sentence further and say, this is what I'm here to do. And then hopefully that person can help you. And then you're free to go on to the spirit realm or whatever. That is my style of investigation. It's called an intelligent haunting. So not conscious, but intelligence because uh. it can respond to you. And vice versa. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, in 1989, another tragedy tragedy occurred uh, when prominent attorney Joel Steinberg beat his adopted daughter, Lisa, to death. While she doesn't oh. haunt the place, reportedly, the horrible crime earned the dwelling and the name the House of Death, which it retains oh. to this day. Oh, <laughs> that's tragic and awful and... Did you say what it is today? Is it still a residence? It is uh, the the current name. I, I'm pretty sure it's just solely like this Burrows of the Dead. It's like a tour 
You can walk through it. You can see it. Like a museum. Basically like a museum. It's like Winchester Mystery House, but it is called the House of Death. And it's crazy because of the 22 spirits that haunt it, and you have the history of Mark Twain. The reason why it got the name the House of Death was because of 1989 of the attorney murdering, like beating his daughter to death. Wow. So. Wow. A pretty twisted. Insane twisted thing but instead like she doesn't haunt the house uh allegedly which is even more fascinating okay. to me well good uh, he will is he dead or is he uh the dad do we know i do not you're taking a true crime i got questions i don't know <laughs> i can do a quick uh joel steinberg attorney let's see he is still alive um he will haunt it yeah it uh he is in jail because you know that shit's haunting him right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he was in, he was in jail in 2006. Is he out? In January 2007, um, New York Supreme Court upheld a 15 million dollar award against Steinberg to Michelle Launders, Lisa's birth mother. So no, I think he's still in jail. And then the birth oh mother God. also got 15 million dollars. Um, Good. Which is crazy. So it's so interesting that this is a place that you can visit. It's a place that has history. And it's very haunted, but also a kind of a dark place. But yeah, the, the whole the whole story is it is the House of Death, which is what caught my eye. Where I was like, wow. House of Death? This seems like a fun story to tell on the podcast. But It's a good time right there, a, the House of Death. It's, it's a good time. But it is in New York. Um it is still standing. There are pictures of it. You can actually go to it. Um, I want to investigate it. I really, really, really do. You've got the true crime. You, now, see, I've heard that Mark Twain haunts a house in Missouri or wherever he retired to. It was on one of the ghost shows. The ones with Steve and Dave and Jay. Um, ghost Hunters. Derp. Uh, that's interesting. So, yeah, it was a gorgeous farm home. And his, like, that's where he raised his kids and stuff like that. So maybe this was after that if he was like old and gray in that location. So who knows? Yeah. How, I don't know how that works. Do you get to haunt wherever you want? I don't know. You get to bounce around? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's, it's said now that the house itself is still elegant, well-proportioned, gives no clues as to the accumulated terror within. The classic brownstone near the beautiful Washington Square in Greenwich Village echoes with sad, frightening stories revolving around the many people who have left a part of their souls in the fabric of the building. Currently in private ownership, the building is resided in today and continues to add stories of hauntings to the legends of paranormal activity in the house of death. Now, hashtag ultimate dream for me is a goddamn brownstone in New York. Now I know which one. That's the one. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> someone is living in it. Uh, private ownership. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's the person who, who lives in it has to be somebody who, and this was in 2018 um, where that came from. Or no, this is 2015. So in 2015, it was said that someone owned it. It was built in 1856. I bet it's gorgeous. And you know somebody who just either a true... Like the people who owned the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. You know, the House of Death back then. I mean, it was like Nick Cage bought it and Anne Rice bought it. And, you know, so many of these. Just a little bit... Well, Nick Cage. A lot off the wall kind of people 
are into that kind of shit. And that's probably it's probably some famous person we don't even know they are. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm absolutely sure. And the fact that it's been so quiet, I mean, that was the thing. It was hard to find information on the story because it there just wasn't anything. I mean, anything recent yeah. um just didn't exist. So uh who knows? I mean, people could have scrubbed it and people who who love paranormal can go to New York, can walk by it, can take pictures of the outside, but as far yeah. as new reports and stories it's gone silent so odds are it's probably someone with a fuck ton of money who bought it and yeah is into it's weird like that one i did in la that um sharon tate had that vision of her friend dying yep. there's nothing reported lately because some it's some private owner and they've had it for a hot minute and they're not talking about it it's that's such an interesting concept to me because there are so many houses. Uh, what's the one that, that is goes up sale? I feel like it goes on sale like every six or seven years or whatever. It's like, is, is it the Amityville house? Maybe. It, it seems to go up quite often. Yeah. yeah, which I imagine it goes up because in my mind, maybe people want out. Like maybe they buy it and they want out. But also I'm just like, there are places where these really crazy crimes happen or these hauntings happen or these exorcisms happen and people just live in the house today and it's like a normal family home who's like ah yeah no there's nothing here really i mean sometimes shit falls off the shelves but it's a coincidence same as my world (laughs) like in st louis the original like exorcist real house where the Ouija board was taken out and the kid got possessed. There's just some family living there now. I don't understand it. It's crazy. I can't wrap my head around that. But I mean, maybe there are certain types of people who just don't put off this energy to welcome this stuff. And then maybe these places that have been so haunted and so much shit has happened and so much paranormal history, they just... the. The, the spirits, the entities, they just don't care about the people who are inside because the people inside yeah, don't care like, about them. I don't like you. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's so fascinating. It's another side of like... It is. It's... I don't know. It's always... It's like whenever you meet somebody and you say, hey, do you believe in paranormal or have you had any paranormal experiences? And they say, no, I don't believe or no, I haven't had any. The next question is, well, like, why don't you believe? Why? Yeah. And finding out. Why hasn't it happened to yeah. you? Are you a dick? Do they not want to bother you? Yeah, I truly believe. I mean, back in my back in my experience of, of paranormal activity and working on the ghost hunting show many, many, many moons ago, it's like what I was told is that if you don't open yourself up to them, then you probably could go your whole life without having a single paranormal experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. And you may have it and you just, you look at it and you're like, meh. Yeah. You know? It's energy. I mean, I, you know, my best friend, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in energy in the world. There's good energy. There's bad energy. There's just all types. And if you're not putting out this type of energy into the world, the energy you're going to be given back is not going to be the kind that someone who is putting off that energy will get back. Right. No, I'm a firm believer in that as yeah. well. I, I really, I mean, I, I go through my phases where I'm, you know, negative Nancy, but you put out the positive, you get the positive. Yeah. So yeah. there's bumps in the road sometimes, but you just got to look past it and keep pushing forward. Look at us becoming philosophical at the end of this episode, Nick. Hmm. Yeah, it just, it happens. It happens to, uh, from it time does. to time. <laughs> I haven't done that in a hot minute. Oh, I haven't done this in a hot minute either. 
definitely yes. Thank you, Mr. Predicto. 100%. Positive energy. I, th- I say we call this an episode. I'm lacking in stories, people. I'm not even fucking kidding. OddityFilesCrew at gmail.com. Send me your stories. I almost read one that's terrible. And if you have a good one and I haven't read it yet, I'm an idiot sometimes. So please resend it. OddityFilesCrew at gmail.com. Weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Yes, motherfuckers. <laughs> Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click Join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, Send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here. Okay, guys, we've got a virtual live podcast coming up. It's not on our Facebook. It's not on our website. It is brought to you by the JCPL, which is the Johnson County Public Library in Indiana. It's going to be October 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash oddityfiles. Click on our events. It's right there. Super easy. It's the only thing we've got going on right now. So hopefully you'll be able to join us live. You'll click the link in the event and then you'll just say that you're planning to go. It helps out the library. It helps out us. You guys are the best. Love ya.